0: So, Aaron, you went to the the Bitcoin meetup in in Mexico City the other day
1: or yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I, I I do my best to to try and keep social in the Bitcoin space because there's there's a lot going on and you you get caught up in your own world and it's good to talk to other people about it that, that also fall in the same thing. And, and it was cool because a couple people recognized uh, recognized me from when we went to the, the Latin American Bitcoin conference. Um, and, and you know, I didn't get to talk to, so it was kind of a similar experience to the in Acapulco. Come, you know, round two, coming back, and then meeting people that you saw last time, but didn't get a chance to talk to. Um, yep. So that that was cool. And then uh, you know, the familiar faces with BITSO and a couple of new exchanges that have that have popped up here in Mexico. Great. Turnout was nice. There was, um, I say, there was, was maybe um, you know, eighty to hundred people. Um so I mean it wasn't a full house but still a good crowd and it seemed like a very fresh crowd because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of questions that uh you know that we've pretty we could pretty explain and we're not experts uh you know maybe even 6 months or, or a year ago so it's it was cool to see mm-hmm. you know fresh blood in the in mm-hmm. the zone Great Um uh, what I noticed was there's was a couple themes um, and of course the the first one is uh, the rise of ethereum and then uh, and then what it, what ethereum's doing with uh, with Slocket and now with the Dow that mm-hmm. I think I mean even even for people that are following it I mean the crowd sale still open for the Dow so it's still very very new very fresh and uh, as much as I thought I knew what I what I was talking I about think
0: it, I think it ends in like the ninth doesn't
1: it yeah uh, or twenty eighth, it's. Yeah, I think okay.
0: Could be very very soon might might
1: already be gone by the time this episode gets up. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be today, so yep. that's yesterday, or the day before. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, you can still buy them. It just uh, it just means that you know you're not going to get the 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 pre sale price, which yep. um, anyway. So cool. So t- tell us about
0: the relationship or or how it works with B- BTC. Ether,
1: Slak, and and Dow. What's the story? Okay, yeah it's it's kind of a it's kind of a bit to uh, to process. So if I get off track, um, mm-hmm. yeah, guide me back. But the f- the first thing is uh, there's a big rivalry between Bitcoin and Ether, which uh, I mean it kind of makes sense because B- uh, Bitcoin's been the the big boy that's always been uh, there since the beginning, and now Ether's you know, left the blocks. And you know, jump to a a billion dollars, uh, you know, market cap, uh, and then once that happened, now you know, now Slockit has come out, and then now Dow. Um, so it's been it's been a big shakeup inside the you know the altcoin range, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not. I, de- I mean, you can look at it like it's just another altcoin, but that's that's not the the ecosystem. So, uh, I mean, you, you can go read the, mm-hmm. the white papers to get an idea of, of, of what the differences are. But, um, I mean, even reading them, it didn't, uh, it didn't crystallize for me until yesterday hearing it from uh, one of the dudes that actually work in, in Slocket. He explained Great. it much easier and, and clearer, which I'm going to try and do now. Um, okay. First things first, is, okay, let's talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is essentially uh, decentralized system with uh, many nodes all around the world that are all processing the same algorithm uh, this allows within the ecosystem to make transactions between uh, a and B so uh, irrespective of how much value that is it's just all transactions bungled together inside one block which is one uh, one megabyte and you know within a 10 minute period so it's it's Now looking at it, it's a little bit primitive because it's just uh, raw, um, blind hash power just pounding this algorithm out. Right. You can't
0: really do anything but but send value. That's that's all it does. So it's it's this kind of dumb system, just just very simple, um, just one function basically.
1: Yes. Well, I I say yeah, but I mean I've never heard anyone call it a, a simple. System, but yeah. So basically, <laughs> well, not simple in the mechanics, but but
0: simple in in what what it actually does in the, in the end. Like in terms of uh, user functionality, there's basically only one function or two functions: send, receive bitcoins. Yeah, that's about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been talk of other things you could put on top, um and then you, know, you have side change yep. and yep. things, but but essentially, Bitcoin. And, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, But essentially, that's what Bitcoin is, transactions from A to B. Um, Where this changes or where this becomes a little bit different is where where we start thinking of how Ethereum processes uh, transactions. And and even to say that now seems wrong because what Ethereum is, Ethereum is like um, it processes transactions as well. But the transactions isn't uh, A to B. It's like the transaction is an actual coded line of... It's a line of code. And the Ethereum machine uh, or algorithm actually goes through and processes each line of code. So where the, the line of code might say transaction from A to B, it's going to do very similar thing to what uh, Bitcoin does. But the actual way it does it is is much different because then you can put other lines of code, other completely different, um, executable, uh, I guess, um, uh, requests into this, uh, into mm-hmm. this machine. And it's going to go through and process line by line, uh, irrespective of what the code is. Um, this is why they, they call it like the, the first, um, world computer because it literally yep. is a decentralized, uh, code processing machine. So here we get into what Slocket and the DAO is. Uh, the, Slocket is like um, a program, a, a computer program that is on top of the Ethereum machine, and DAO is an application on the Ethereum computer as well. Um, okay, so, that- so
0: Slocket is, is kind of like an operating system running on the computer that that is e- Ether and and... Um, Dao is is the app that's running on this operating system.
1: That that's one that way, of, right? That that's one way of looking at it. But okay. um, but w- when you say operating system, it's going to allow uh, programs or apps to run inside that. But there, there's potential to be an infinite amount of, in this case, uh, operating systems, or uh, you know, or like parent programs. Um, okay. So that that's where it makes it uh, really cool because it's gonna make it a lot um, a lot easier to do things like smart contracts it's actually it's mm-hmm. it's actually built so you know as long as you can program you can make your smart contract just program it out and, and drop the text into the computer and it's going to process your your contract or your your code mm. Mm. okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know what else to add to that. I mean it's I think I went over it very quickly. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so what 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 kind of things uh, will we expect to see in the in the next few years? What kind of thing is is the Dow going to be able to do?
1: Okay. Well what they're looking at now is there there seems to there's a way that you put a proposal forward to something and an application you want to do with the DAO and the DAO itself is, is going to be, it's, uh, it's like a, an incubator for these projects. So at the moment, I think I heard there was about a hundred proposals and everyone that's, that's involved or every single DAO, uh, will have, will be able to vote, uh, yay or nay on these projects. And as long as a project can hold 20% of the complete DAO, um, voice, then, then that way the project is going to go ahead, and then start uh, actually start producing applications of the of the DAO. So, an application that I mean, an e- an easy, common one, and I think most people in the space we talk about smart contracts would be um, a, th- a three party involved, uh, three parties involved um, change of ownership and uh, where there's a payment involved. So for example, um, a traditional, an easy example, going to a car dealership and buying uh, a motor car. Mm-hmm. In this case, uh, you want to buy with uh, with credit or get finance. So you go to the dealership, they have their, their finance involved, the ownership of the car stays, it's yours but it's not yours until you finish paying for it and then there's all the like, legal paperwork. All that can get thrown away was with the new system, the actual payment on the uh or in the Dow or in the on the Ethereum or in the whichever crypto coins or digital contract, smart contract, will actually have the ownership inside the uh the process of paying. So once the payment is Mm -hmm. completed, then the ownership uh digitally will become yours. And that's the rules of the contract. There's there's no there's no need for disputes or or anything outside what the contract is. So, as long as you're making your payments uh, and that's going through the system, once you've finished paying, it's like the contract knows whether you've paid or not. It's like it's it's all bunched together and the ownership will get mm. transferred to you once the final payment's paid for. So, think, yep. things so like even, that. Okay. So, that, I mean, that... Even as a possible... You you
0: could have something similar with a house. You could you could organize a, a direct transaction with somebody to buy a house and pay them a thousand dollars every month and, a, and then at
1: the end of the contract it's your house. Yep. And there's no need for real estate agents, there's no need for um, I don't know the solicitors to sign paperwork yeah. across any any lawyer doesn't need to be involved because as long as you agree to the contract in the first place, then it's going to be X amount of money over X amount of time. And as long as everything falls inside the perimeters uh, of the contract, then uh, the ownership automatically is transferred once once a contract's complete. It's literally like it's programmable code. There's no way to, to unprogram it or change what the what the contract is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's, I think I foresee it causing a lot of problems within legal systems, but at least theoretically, the the mechanism would be there for people to avoid, um, yeah, lawyers and and transfer fees and registration and all that kind of stuff, um, conveyancing.
1: Yeah, well, we've we've mentioned these kind of examples before when we were speaking with uh, with Juan Juan Galt um, from Disrupt Tech um, in a previous episode, episode fifty. Yep. Episode 15. Yeah. Theparadiseparadox.com dot com slash fifty. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yep. So I mean, there's more examples there, but I think at that time it was like, yeah, this is all possible, but when or how it's like okay, we would program. But now there is a there is a, a group that's actually gonna that's doing it. So now it's going to be. Yep. Um, well, I mean, I don't know how far away, but. It seems like it's it could happen, like it's happening. You can actually do it. I think last time we were talking about it, it was like, this is the thing in the future. Now, it's like yep. uh, in a couple of days when this crowdfunding uh, finishes, then literally the DAO is going to let you do it now. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yep. that that was only like six months ago for something that was yeah. future to, you want to you wanna sell me a house? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, um, yeah, I guess those are, those are the important points. Did, did you have anything else to say about that? Um, no, I think that that's really basic on, on how, uh, how Ethereum compares to, to Bitcoin. Um, the only other thing is that the whole rivalry thing, like it, it was pretty clear yesterday that the Ethereum guys understand that without Bitcoin, they wouldn't be part of it. Like they wouldn't be able to do what they've done without Bitcoin. So yep. I think a lot of the guys that think you know uh, you know like real Bitcoin heads, then uh, you know they they need to loosen up a little bit. Like, <laughs> okay, like, you mean like Bitcoin maximalists? Yeah, I think we're all on the same team. Right. Like we're all going for the same thing. So um, yeah. It, yeah, it's just about you know not not getting caught up because you know you, you can get caught up with your favorite sports team but you just got to enjoy the sport <laughs> you know forget, yeah, forget what yeah, color absolutely a logo cool <laughs> cool okay great thanks for that Aaron no worries
0: thanks for listening remember to jump on over to the paradise paradox.com slash 108 the paradise paradox.com slash 108 so you can get the show notes for this episode check out other interesting links such as our interview with Juan Galt at theparanaiseparanox.com slash 50 so you can listen to that episode and hear about the potentials for the Ethereum platform and how it might be changing the future and interface with other technologies, predictions of what's going to happen in proximate years. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Be excellent to each other.